If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Chocolate can be your strength. I've been searching high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. So I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. But you need to eat five or more ordinary dark chocolate bars every day to match the flavanols consumed in most of these studies. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Cocoa Powder and beverages deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium, high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here with Layla Mutin because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Together we answer your questions. Questions can be sent to questions at drhoffman.net. <laughs> and a reminder, uh, you've got a free resource to access at drhoffman.com. Just subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter and you'll get a free download of my special report. It's quite comprehensive. Immunity Reset. A personalized plan to pandemic-proof your body and build resilience for a long, healthy life, containing my recommendations for augmenting your natural immunity. The terrain. The terrain. It's yes. all important because, yeah, we know that uh, there's lots of medications now available for COVID. Uh, they have some advantages, but also some drawbacks. Uh, the vaccines appear to be leaky, allowing variants of COVID uh, with uh, like BA mm -hmm. 4 and 5, which are now circulating uh, to elude protection, the Omicron variant. Not to mention some side effects. Right. So it behooves us if we're going to uh, have a endemic COVID that's going to be with us for a long time to uh, work to pandemic proof our bodies. And that's where you get uh, immunity reset. New subscribers will receive a link to download this important report. If you're already an Intelligent Medicine Newsletter subscriber, check your email for a special edition of the newsletter with your download link. And uh, I believe it's posted on, I haven't looked at our website lately, but I think there's a place that you can click on to get that download. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's get to questions. We have an email from Sean who emailed us a few weeks back telling us he's an athletic uh he's 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 athletically built he's muscular he works out he's six feet and 215 he's a 50 year old guy he was he was complaining that his blood pressure was going up with this weight gain even though he believes he's put on mostly muscle and what gives well guess what more info he says i also had a recent first time bout of gout in my big toe wow very painful Wondering if my issues are all related, that high uric acid, 
mm-hmm. 8.8 milligram is related to high blood pressure and weight gain and love of beer. Totally. Oh my gosh. Doctor yeah. says gout was caused by too much craft beer. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Sean, that will also drive up your blood pressure besides the uric yeah. acid, but yeah. yet there is a relationship there. Right. So uh, there's a, the relationship is, and it's very well illustrated in a comprehensive book on the subject that I highly recommend. Yes. Dr. Perlmutter's book, Drop Acid. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about drop uric acid. Yes. Uh, ways to deal with this really it's an epidemic uh, of, of high uric acid which causes gout mm-hmm. causes kidney stones but is also very much associated with metabolic syndrome yes and metabolic syndrome is associated with high blood pressure <clears throat> yes mm-hmm. high triglycerides mm-hmm. overweight uh, low hdl overweight uh also uh hyperinsulinism yes or insulin resistance that high insulin also drives up the uric acid production so it's it's right. It's, uh, they're interlinked. Yeah, so a lot of doctors put people on a low purine diet, mm. which takes care of part of the problem, which is the exogenous contribution. Right. That's like saying, oh, if you have high cholesterol, stop eating eggs. Right. Uh, eggs uh, contribute little, if at all, to overall cholesterol, although they're full of cholesterol. Mm-hmm. The body manufactures cholesterol. 80% of it, by the And the body way. also manufactures uric acid. Mm-hmm. How do you drive the production of uric acid through excess carbohydrates? In particular, fructose. Yes. And that is something that has been a recent addition to the human diet since about the 60s or so when they began making soda with high fructose corn syrup Mm -hmm. because of Fidel Castro. Oh, the sugar crop. Right. Yeah, Yeah, after the sugar embargo, you know, it's like, oh, we need to find another source of sugar. Oh, we have lots of corn in America. Let's turn it into high fructose corn syrup. Interesting. They're looking at corn again now for the ethanol. Oh, look at the price of corn. What? Put it in your guess. Yeah, I'm going to have like, I might have some corn this summer, but it's going to be like, hmm, filet mignon. You know, it's like, (laughs) do I have the filet mignon or the corn? You know, it's like uh, $5 a head, you know, corn. My husband tried growing corn on our property out east, but that didn't work out. He might try again. We'll see. We'll see. He, he like won't give up. Field of dreams. Yeah, yeah. Field he of dreams. Loves corn. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yes, beer, alcohol can yes, gout can happen. Beer, red wine. I mean, these are the no-no lists. But you know, on you the know, no-no list, you already have gout. Alcohol and beer is fairly carby. Yes, you know, it's very carby. But uh, let's see, hops. Also, which is used especially in craft beer, uh, hops is a source of purines. Let's see, hops, purines, I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Are hops high in purines? Uh, brews, by the way, brews yeast yes. is very high because, well, you know, you think of purines as something that come from red meat, mm-hmm. uh, but actually what purines are is, you know, we've, used, we've heard a lot about this, is RNA. Mm. RNA. Yes. You know, not a vaccine, but RNA. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it like so yeah. RNA is the genetic code, and it's rich in purines. Mm-hmm. And so uh, meat, of course, has a lot of cells and yes. a lot of protein. Um, Fish, leafy greens mm-hmm. don't have that much, mm-hmm. but seeds do mm. and nuts do because yeah. they're concentrating the uh, genetic. Uh, code mm-hmm. for the plant to grow and uh, so too does brewer's yeast because brewer's yeah. yeast is these tiny organisms which have uh, RNA and DNA mm-hmm. and uh, so a lot of yeast will give you that yeast is a source of 
uh, of, of protein as well, but purines. Yeah. But hops, uh, they're both high in purines. So if you want an alcoholic beverage, you know, maybe clear beverages, but not even too much of that. Not even too much of that, exactly, exactly. Like like a clear beverage would be like white wine, perhaps, or you know, distilled beverage like uh, gin or vodka or tequila. Yeah. It sounds counterintuitive saying drink stronger alcohol rather well, than, but it's it's about it's about that. It's drink about drink less. Red and, wine and is probably one of yeah. the worst. Red wine is yeah. probably one of the worst uh-huh. for that as well. But Sean, that is a reason for the blood pressure, the right. gout, and all of that. If you stop alcohol completely, you will find that your weight will start to normalize. Your blood pressure will also come down. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the satiric cartoons uh, that uh, were done in uh, the 19th century in England of gout sufferers, you know, typically they're sitting there and they're fat and they've got their uh, bandaged foot up on a stool uh-huh. and uh, they've got like a big, you know, like drumsticks and they've got like w- a, a glass stein of, of beer. wine or a stein <laughs> of beer, you know, and they're, yeah. and, they're, and that's, yeah. that's a typical gout sufferer. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Male, usually. Male, male mm-hmm. predominance. Yeah. So, Sean, we hope you feel better soon. Yeah, all okay. roads lead to Rome for John, for Sean. You know, yeah. he gets on the right kind of it, diet. It, re- it reminds me of a case study, just coming back to Sean for, for a moment. Uh, we had a patient, a male around his age, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise healthy weight, everything else, but he was having a beer, maybe two, most evenings of the week Mm -hmm. and was concerned that his blood pressure was going up Uh so we took the beer away Mm -hmm. (laughs) we took any alcohol away voila the blood pressure came down he didn't have gout or anything i think we caught him in time yeah but um the blood it made an impact right that's sort of the latest on on alcohol is that alcohol you know these things are heart healthy but yeah it may provide some heart protection but it increases the risk for high blood pressure and strokes and atrial fibrillation for sure yeah Mm -hmm. and Long-term heavy use, cardiomyopathy. Yeah. Who, who wants any of that? What's going to happen to those kids? You know, those kids who like, you know, you see them at, uh, you know, Easter break and they're like, you know, drinking from uh, kegs, you know. For... I can't believe people smoke. Oh, right. People still smoke. I understand it because I, when I was a kid, I smoked. Yeah. I, I quit in 1992. Oh, I'm a former smoker. Right, okay. But, you know, I even look back then and say, who was I? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not even somebody who craves that anymore. I just, the idea of sucking in that the, stick of yeah. that. But it kind of went with it, your, it just, your punk rock uh, incarnation. I wasn't punk rock. I was rock and roll. I was okay. totally rock and roll. Right. There was some punk, but it was right. otherwise pretty much. What did you play? Guitar. Oh, okay. Guitar, piano. Oh, wow. Bass. Oh, wow. Stuff like that, yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, smoking was a thing. Smoking was a thing. Yeah. Anyway. So, let's see. We've got a question here from Adrian. Oh, this is interesting. Thank you so much for your wonderfully helpful podcasts and articles. While a person is attempting to lower their dietary histamine, there is a recommendation to avoid green tea at as it is allegedly a DAO blocker. Sure. I have taken EGCG sure. as a supplement for okay, decades. That, wait. That's a factoid that I was not aware of. I'm not either, but wait, I have an answer. Yeah, okay. I have taken EGCG as a supplement for decades, and I'm wondering if the supplement would pose a problem or just the fermented green or black tea okay. that one drinks. It's not so, Adrian, wait, wait, because can, 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 oolong tea is supposed to be very good for allergies yes, and histamine, yes. and that is also yeah. fermented, right. even though lightly, but yeah. Can, can I just yes. back up a little bit? You know, this, what's this person's talking about? DAO. 
diamine oxidase, yes. which is a, uh, it's, it's an enzyme in the, to in, it's break down enzyme histamine. in the intestinal tract, mm -hmm. which is present that breaks down excess histamine. Mm -hmm. And some people, uh, through either disease or through a, a gene, there's actually a gene that determines whether you're making adequate DAO, uh, have an insufficiency of DAO to break down their histamine. So they have excess histamine and they have manifest as skin symptoms yes. and you know allergy Rashes symptoms. Rashes and things, a hive that comes and goes. But it's it's not an allergy from outside. It's like you're an allergy factory. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And that will have everything to do with the microbiota. I have never heard of EGCG or green tea being a DAO blocker. Okay. Because that goes right up against oolong tea mm -hmm. being beneficial right. to reduce histamine for allergy. Sure. We learned that from Dr. Leo Gallen. Yes. Right? You, so and so those yeah. of you suffering from uh, you know spring and fall allergies, summer allergies, you know, get some oolong tea. Right. I sneeze less on the days I drink some oolong. How does it taste? I like I like oolong tea. Okay. I miss the days of you would go to a Chinese food restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, a sit-down restaurant, right. not the, and they would bring you a pot of oolong tea. Oh, okay. I miss that tea. Yeah. And they're nice cups and right. everything. Now, in a Japanese restaurant, I'll get the green tea right. and so forth and so on. But no, 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 no. EGCG. Don't stop taking your EGCG or drinking green tea. I drink green tea in the morning, and I like to mix it with some fresh ginger tea that I make because I'm thoroughly bored with the flavor of green tea. I just don't care yeah. for it. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. for something. Yeah. The ginger adds a nice bit of spice okay. to the green tea, and I get the benefit of ginger too, which I, is I got a which uh, is nice. tea that I like. It's licorice spice tea. Mm. But we must caution people who have high blood pressure yes. not to take that. I don't have high blood pressure, but it's it's very refreshing and sweet without sweetener. Yeah. I want, I'm glad you bring this up because I've been talking more and more to our patients who are who regularly drink any herbal teas to look out for licorice, okay. especially if they are on the hypertension list yeah. or they have to be careful or anything right. like that. I'm seeing a lot more licorice and licorice root added mm -hmm. or, you know, as a tonic for the adrenals. Yeah. It usually takes a lot it's of licorice not, to make that happen, though. So yeah. that little bit is maybe not... But if they're drinking it like... Yeah. All the time, yeah. that might be something. Yeah. It will cause derangements in your yeah. potassium levels, which is how it causes yeah. high blood pressure and so forth. So Adrian goes on to ask, and since matcha tea is not fermented, do you know if this would also act as a DAO blocker? I, I don't. I I, I just don't see that. Getting a little into the weeds here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really are. Matcha tea is really nice. It sort of like makes a green frothy beverage. And, and, and you, if you want, if you're looking for a bigger kick in caffeine, yeah, great. Go yeah. for the matcha. Yeah. Because green tea is um, not doing it. It's my not doing it my for house me. guests uh, this weekend were into matcha tea. Mm. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, but they they put uh, milk in it, and I said, well. You know, you, it tastes good, but you're going to actually miss out on the the green tea benefits because it interferes. I can't imagine the taste of green tea with milk in it. I can well, you know, imagine like, the taste of black tea because no, of the British thing. It's like green tea ice cream. You ever, have oh. green, you ever green tea ice cream? I have had green tea ice it's cream. It's pretty nice. I, yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting, yeah, but green it's, tea ice cream. It's milk and green tea. But then it kind of it vitiates the. I'm going to have to sample some green tea ice cream it, again next time I have sushi. It, it interferes right. with the uptake and bioavailability sure. of the catechins. Yes. Uh, you know, just like milk chocolate, you get you yeah. it, uh, interferes with the flavanol yeah. delivery. Now, on the other hand, everybody who's listening, your dentist will tell you 
No, put milk in your tea. Because? So it doesn't stain your tea. Oh. Uh, I, I'm past that threshold. You know, it's like a guzzle decaf. And, uh huh. Uh huh. Um, oh my gosh. So, Adrian, drink your, take your EGCG, drink your beloved matcha, and, you know, drink your green tea. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. So, let's see here. We've got a question from Louise. Hi, Layla, Dr. Hoffman. If a person has high cholesterol due to the medications they're taking, what, what do you mean? What medications? Yeah, she doesn't say, which mm. is interesting. Okay. Uh, and if medications are causing this increase, how would one go about lowering the number from 350 total cholesterol to a better number without taking a statin? Is this possible? Ah, my friend takes medication for her epilepsy. Okay. Eats a clean diet and recently had mitral valve prolapse surgery. Oh, wow. 58 years young and really doesn't want to take a statin. Thank you for your input. Okay, so medications that increase cholesterol levels include anticonvulsant medications, huh. you know. Okay. Uh, but not all of them. I, you know, let me just see. Uh, also, um, you know, that's so interesting. Beta blockers yeah. can do that. Yeah. Um, beta blockers can? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Certain, uh, certainly HIV drugs, protease inhibitors, diuretics, uh, amiodarone, which is an antiarrhythmic drug, cyclosporin, which is an immunosuppressive drug, uh, prednisone, of course, anabolic steroids, and I guess anticonvulsants can do it too, but I don't see any here. It's almost uh, like offering brain protection with the extra cholesterol. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. I don't it's think really that's how they work necessarily, but no, um, no. Uh, you know, popular anticonvulsants would be like yeah. I don't know, Depakote, so, something like yeah. that. Yeah, Doctor Hoffman, I know the advice that you would give to somebody with a very high cholesterol is let's see what it's doing, right? You'd send them for an EBT heart scan, you know, because this person does not want to go on a statin, and there's no reason to go on a statin unless you've had a cardiac event like a heart attack or that there is plaque present as shown on an EBT heart scan that's showing uh, a calcium score. Right, so the first right? thing to, to ascertain is, does this person really at risk? Because we don't want to necessarily lower the cholesterol. If you want to lower your cholesterol and you don't want to take a drug, you can take red yeast rice, but that's mm -hmm. kind of like a drug. Because mm -hmm. uh, it is, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, an HMG-CoA reductase inhibitor, just like, yeah. you know, Lipitor, yeah, but it's it's plant based. Uh, the um, or actually fungal based because mm -hmm. it's from it's from uh, a, a fungus uh, that provides. I think it's monocalcin, which is a mm -hmm. something that's found in red yeast rice, ah, yeah. which is imparts that red color to baking duck. Peking duck. Peking duck has is made with red yeast. Oh. So, uh, it, you, as it, opposed to duck à l'orange, right? Well, that would be uh, French. Maybe they don't use the same. Right, right. That's orange yeah. marmalade. Uh, okay. But you know, those are like red duck things that you find hanging in the uh, in the Asian shops markets, in the Asian right. markets. Interesting. Interesting. And have, this person also recently had mitral valve prolapse surgery. 
Oh. Imagine no longer living with that mitral valve prolapse. I understand it's a bit of a process that it takes a little bit of getting used to or something. Uh, I remember from a previous patient. Yeah, right. After valve surgery, you mm -hmm. have to kind of acclimate to the new uh, mm -hmm. hemodynamics of your heart. Yeah. Um, Other things for lowering cholesterol, bergamot is helpful, which is that nice mm -hmm. fruit seed oil sure. essence in Earl Grey tea, speaking You can take niacin, but niacin will lower cholesterol without actually improving outcomes, according to some studies. Hmm. Um, the, mm -hmm. anti -convult the epileptic medications uh, include phenytoin, uh, which is uh, more commonly referred to as... Dilantin? Dilantin, yeah, will raise... Uh, it also increases the vitamin D metabolism, which is yes. interesting because the vitamin D metabolism too. and cholesterol have something to do with one another. Yeah. Um, well, it's the 70-hydrocholesterol under our skin that's reacting with the UVB rays to make the active vitamin D, so there is... Oh, that's why people with low cholesterol who are taking statins also don't have very high vitamin D levels mm -hmm. as well. And it's also being past a certain age. We have less of that beneficial cholesterol under our skin anymore. See, beneficial and cholesterol in the same sentence, everybody. So, <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. So, okay, uh, you know, so those are some considerations for this person. Um, I yeah. don't know the answer because 350 is kind of high and you might want to lower it. Yeah. But it depends on what your circumstances are. The mitral valve prolapse is a heart problem, but it has nothing to do with right. high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, congenital problem. It's a valve problem. It's not mm -hmm. usually associated with plaque. With any of that. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got time for one more. We have time for one more. Okay. This is from Nate. Dear Dr. Hoffman and Layla, are there any strategies to clear away some of the potential future negative impacts from the COVID mRNA vaccines? <laughs> I received both Pfizer jabs plus one Moderna booster in 2021 without inc incident. I am concerned about the unknown impacts years from now to my DNA and immune system. What a very thoughtful and astute question, Nate. Right. However, it is without a clear-cut answer, yeah. except that I think it behooves us, whether we've been vaccinated or not, to support our terrain. Yes. And, you know, is there, are there going to be long-term adverse effects for the majority of the population who's taken the vaccine? Uh, well, it looks like so far uh, that there are uh, short-term side effects yes. very clearly. Are there long-term side effects? Well, it hasn't been long-term enough to see if there are going to be long-term side effects. That's true. And, and even if there are, who knows what it's going to be? Because is it is what's causing the problem? Is it Roundup? Is it the vaccine? Is it the bad air we breathe? Is it, you know? And weren't the, the vaccine makers allowed to put that information away for the next 70 years? Oh, okay. That too. <laughs> Well, no, but that's that's on short term because that's on short term. Yeah, okay. The short term. Okay. But what about the long term, the post marketing? Yes. You know, yes. kind of thing. Uh, look, we don't really know. Uh, they're look, they're reporting a lot of deaths in otherwise healthy young people. Uh, is it associated with the vaccine? Um, you know, uh, correlation is not necessarily causation. It is concerning. It's true. It is. And you know, we don't. Mm -hmm. We don't really know. We don't really know. We don't know. 
Nate, thank you for that very thoughtful question. You know, I wish I could tell you, you know, take quercetin. You know, that's going to yeah. you know, prevent problems. Hmm. But I can't say that because we don't know uh, what the nature of the problems are if such problems exist. I mean, what they're talking about is the fact that the RNA vaccines actually temporarily create spike protein factories within the body. Yeah. And that's a hopefully a transient effect. Uh, some outliers, and they are outliers because they're, they're refuted by many people who are in the know about uh, cellular biology and genetics, uh, they say that this, this, this ability to generate spike proteins is incorporated in the nucleus, in, the D, in your DNA, wow. and that you become, for the rest of your life, a spike protein factory. Huh. Well, uh, you know, I don't think that that's been clearly established. And then there's the other uh, argument, which is that, okay, spike proteins, they're temporarily there, but they can set off a cascade of immunological reactions that then can attack the brain, the heart, the nerves, the joints, etc. So there are a lot of different avenues on, or all the various ways this can go. Yeah. Or because, not. Because it, you know, or, or it could be. You know, just you get the transient thing, you get like perfect immunity to, unfortunately, the, the original version of COVID, not the Omicron version. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, without any undue consequences to you long term. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. It's oh, one of those murky areas. Very, very murky. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, there's some people who, uh, you know, are pretty... Uh, definitive on that, you know, Dr. McCullough, for example, has written a book. Peter McCullough. Peter yes. McCullough. And, you know, you looked at some of his uh, materials and posts. Oh, by the way, the latest thing is they want to uh, uh, strip him of his medical license. But, you know, look, that's what... he didn't tell the line. That's, that's what we do now. Mm -hmm. Doctors who I issue opinions that are uh, off-center or not in conformist mm -hmm. with the guidelines set up by the CDC. Mm -hmm. I mean... Maybe this, a, that's what happens in communist countries. Right. Uh, yeah. But maybe, uh, you know, in the future they'll uh, ask for the medical licenses of doctors who recommend uh, a low-carbohydrate diet or doctors who recommend oh that people take supplements or doctors who, mm -hmm. you know... Where does it end? Yeah. Right. You know, it's like... Uh, is, or, I mean, I think people directly harming patients... Uh, exploiting patients, being impaired, uh, mm -hmm. being addicted to drugs or alcohol, mm -hmm. these are and or you know sleeping with your patients. These are legitimate reasons for you know having your medical license. Yet. Sure, sure. But having an extreme opinion, which by the way, you know if it's wrong, it can be refuted. Yeah, it can be refuted, um, and uh, you know that's just over the top. Yeah. And he's got a new book uh, called The Courage to Face COVID. It oh. just came out. And I have it on my desk to read this weekend. So Oh, terrific. Yeah. Terrific. Okay. Can't wait to hear about all that. Yeah. Again, reminder, questions. He, he was scheduled, but yes. we had some scheduling problems. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... Hopefully, you'll get to hook up soon. Yeah, I mean, he's so darn busy and he's really in demand. I'll bet. And now that he's facing, you know, de-licensure, I mean, he may be even more busy yeah. dealing with that mess. Unbelievable. You know, talking to lawyers and, you know. I wish him well. Yep. While he goes bankrupt slowly, I hope not. Yeah, I think there's going to be some 
crowdsourced uh, support for him. That's a that would be a worthy yeah. cause as well. Because even yeah. if they don't take your license away, they can ruin your life. Right. Apparently. Okay. Uh, on that note. <laughs> on, that, on that cheery note, uh, have yourselves a great weekend. It's the middle of the summer. Uh, it's the beginning of summer, actually. Right. Well, yeah. it feels like the middle of summer. I know. It's, it's, it's been warm. It's the beginning of summer, but it feels like the middle. Of, in the middle, in the sense that the, we have, as we record this, this is the longest day, and the days are getting shorter. So yes. enjoy uh, summer, because we've got three months of it before we um, head to change the season. Yes. Questions can be sent to questions at drhoffman.net. Thank you, everybody. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mudin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212 212- Seven seven nine one seven four four. That's two one two seven seven nine one seven four four. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.